How are we all doing, everyone? Going live tonight. Going to talk some Padres baseball. It has been quite some time when we went since we went live, um, but today we're going to be talking about the offseason. Uh, we've definitely done a few videos, done stuff on Kim trade rumors, Cronworth trade rumors, the Soto stuff. Kind of kept you up to date on news in terms of like actual Padres news, but we never talked about really the offseason in full after we talked about like our initial plan with the offseason, what we wanted to see, stuff like that. So we didn't really get into that too much. Now, the offseason is kind of swinging through, and it's been – someone was trying to argue this with me, but I think it's been about as bad as it could possibly be. Uh, you have the owner and Peter Seidler die. That is awful news, absolutely terrible. Then you trade Juan Soto to the Yankees. Then the Dodgers signed the best player in the league for a decade, um, and now you're probably going to lose Snell, and you lost your manager to the Giants, and they also beat you out for the top guy you are after. I mean, guys – we got, we got to be realistic. Like, it has not been good. Now, the title of this video is Are the Padres Fucked, right? Or the, or the stream. I think it's very interesting. I don't think they're completely fucked. I think we're going to kind of get into it. I think Isaac is probably going to be more harsh than me. But I think this idea that it's not up for discussion is kind of crazy. Like, I think I think that's the crazy part. Like, oh, and, and I hear a lot of people saying this. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's a lot better than it used to be. It's like, well, we don't want to measure the Padres, the current day Padres, to the 2012 Padres. We don't want to do that. I don't understand what's the point of that. So not to not to rip on fans. Everybody should be able to fan their own way. But if people get upset because other people are upset about the performance, about a team never having a Preller team never having a 90 you know win season and being like, hey, I don't believe in these guys. Like this is bad. It's bad that we traded Soto. I also don't think that's fair. So I don't I, I don't want to rip people that are optimistic. Like I don't want to do that. And I feel like there's times like there's things to be optimistic about still, like, even though it's been rough, like there's still good, exciting parts, but I, I want to see what everyone's kind of feeling like too in this stream today. So it'll be fun to kind of talk about, but yeah, I mean, you know, we go through kind of the big stuff and, and we'll definitely get into comments, any questions, start sending them in. Cause we'll just kind of read what you guys got, what you're thinking about, you know, for this off season, everything like that, what you think the Padres should do moving forward. But Isaac, how are you feeling right now overall about the San Diego Padres? Sorry, sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so first off, hello, my beautiful people. Welcome back to uh, Friar Talk. We haven't done one of these streams in a while. It's, uh, I have the most fun doing these, so I'm excited to talk to you guys again. Um, I'm not doing good, though, because I have A.J. Brown playing tonight. I'm down 10.1 points to one of my best friends, and and um, I'm stressing, man. For those of you who play fantasy football, I hope you're having a very stress-free Monday night. I hope you already won your matchup because this is a horrible feeling knowing your season's on the line. Um, somehow my season's on the line. I don't know how. The other guy only put up 75 points, so somehow I'm still in it. It's it's a battle of mid or a battle of ass, if you want to say. Um, but nonetheless, it's still a lot of fun, and I'm excited to watch the Monday night football. But let's talk about the Padres. Let's talk some baseball. Um, there's a lot of things going on with the Padres and surrounding the Padres, right? You got the Giants getting Young Hu Lee, and I don't think it's a good contract for the Giants. I think it's a it's a it's a major overpay for them, considering what we got a similar player for. The Dodgers they got Shohei Otani, they got him on a pretty damn good de good deal, and yes, that does affect the Padres, whether we want to believe it or not. We play them ten times a year. We they're in our division. They're blocking us from a division title, um, and they've been blocking us for years and years and years, as long as I can remember. Um, the Diamondbacks signed Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Pretty solid signing for them. The Diamondbacks are looking like a good team. They just went to the World Series. Meanwhile, the Padres have lost Juan Soto. They are losing Blake Snell. They're going to lose Josh Hader. They're losing some really key pieces to this team, a team that only won 84 games last year. And here we are talking in December, talking about, uh, we'll just wait till January. We'll wait till February when, when uh, the prices are a little more adjusted. Dude. Is everyone not going to be gone by then? Like, are you not concerned? This is regarding AJ Preller. Are we not concerned that he will be gone by then? That any player that you are going after might be gone by then? Because that's a major concern. Pitching is very expensive right now. So I understand maybe wanting to wait considering the circumstances that the Padres are in, right? They're in a circumstance where it's like, uh, we don't really want to go over 200 million, maybe not even 200 million, right? I don't really know how much is open on the books. I don't know what's going on with the Padres. I don't think any of us do because we keep hearing conflicting reports. Oh, they don't really want to go past 175, and then it's, oh, they, they might go past 200 million if it's for the right player, right? Well, 
let's think about it, right? The past few years, if it's for the right player, the Padres have been willing to spend the money. Now, that was Peter Seidler's philosophy. What's going to be the next guy's philosophy, right? Um, we don't know what Eric Kusenda's philosophy is. We we really don't. And I hope it's the same as Seidler's because I want to win. And, and Matt, you brought up a really good point. Comparing the 2024 San Diego Padres to the 2015, 2016, 17, 18, whatever it is, Padres, it's not fair. It's like you saying, well, I'm okay with being an 85-win team because we used to be a 65-win team. But does 85 wins get you in the playoffs all the time? No, it doesn't. It almost never does. So, no, I'm not okay with being an 85-win team considering what we were promised ever since COVID. We were told this was going to be a team that was consistently going to be in the playoffs. We were told this is going to be a team that's consistently going to try and compete, consistently spending with the big spenders in the MLB. And here we are a few years later saying, hey, man, we might not be amongst the big spenders. And don't get me wrong. That's fine. You don't have to spend over $200 million to build a good roster. But this is not a roster that I look at and say, yeah, this is worth $200 million um, because you don't have you only have two outfielders. You have a second baseman playing first base. You don't have a good starting rotation. Your bullpen is not deep. You have one catcher. So I don't really know what to think um, of of the Padres roster right now. I'm not going to say they're they're fucked. I won't say that because I do think they have enough money to where if they want to compete, they can. It's, it's very TBD, right? Yeah, it's determined. We won't know until the start of the season, right? Like we we legitimately won't know until I'd say February or March. So no, it, it's a matter of they could they could unf themselves, right? Yeah, hey, maybe maybe that's a good point. That that's a good point. We could see them back in a Padre uniform next year. Um but the re reality is, if they want to compete, they have the money to try competing and squeaking into the playoffs. I don't think they're a 90-win team, no matter who they sign. But they could really squeak into the playoffs if they really wanted to and if they made good signings. Now, if they want to kind of just punt on this year and reset themselves to try and get back in the luxury tax next year, then, hey, go for it. That's fine. We will know here soon by the moves they make if they want to compete or not. So with that being said, no, I don't think the Potters are, are necessarily effed, but I will say the only really scenario is they have to unfuck themselves with the money that they have. Yeah. Also, I see a lot of people saying that the Potters do have two catchers. Yeah, they have Higgy in the Yankees trade, but like he's not good. Like you don't you don't want to have him as your catcher. That's like being like Oh, we got this guy's borderline MLB player. Like, it, I think what Isaac's saying is last year they had two catching options later in the season in Gary Sanchez and Luis Campusano. And he's just, I mean, you're just trying to illustrate the loss that this team has felt and, and is going to have to endure this season in a year where you didn't make the playoffs the year before. Like, it's a, it's, that's why I think it's scary. Like, I see a lot of people talking about, it, and I think you're right. Like, I don't think, like, I think they have the idea, like, oh, the Padres are just, they're completely screwed. They're broke. It's this, this, and this. I think a lot of that stuff is not accurate. It seems like they've made multiple offers to guys like that kind of, it seemed like that was kind of reported at least. I don't know. It's hard to tell with Twitter rumors and stuff like that, but it does seem like that is the case. Right. But you also have to like be, if you're going to be optimistic, you got to be really cautious about it. Cause we don't know what this team has. If you're going to just sit here and be like, Oh, the Potters are totally like screwed. Like there's like there's no coming out of this. I, I don't think that's accurate. You look at the farm system, and the farm system is back to being a little bit better. But then I bring that up, right? I bring up the, the farm system. This is what I tweeted out earlier, and I said this underneath. All right, dude. When have the Potters developed prospects? Like you can play the counterpoint to that too. So it's hard. They're in such a weird spot right now because and, and this is what frustrates me. They should have done everything possible, and maybe maybe it just wasn't going to work out. They should have done everything possible to build around Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis at you know twenty four years old. But now it's like, okay, you got Fernando Tatis; he's young, but you have a lot of guys on deals, and they're not young. But you have these prospects. You're just in this weird spot, and it's like you don't want to spend money because the market's so ridiculous, and you feel like you're going to kind of blow it. And you you know you have the Xander Bogarts contract, so I'm like down with not overpaying some of these guys. But then you're also wasting a year of two guys that are, what, 31 years old, 30, 31 years old, in Machado and Bogarts? Like, that's okay. 
You traded Juan Soto. Okay, you only have one outfielder now. Like, it's just it's just a scary spot to be in. So, you know, we're talking about where they're just at overall. But Isaac, what like what do you think that what do you really think they should do? Like, we've talked about certain stuff. Like, do you trade Kim? Like, and we're like, I mean, you might have to. They might feel like they're have to, but we don't really want to see him go. But like, if you're the Padres, like, my thought is you sign. I, I saw people talking about this earlier. They would rather see the prospects come up than going and signing rentals. And I think yes, but I think it depends on the rentals and you still need you still need some rentals. You still need a left-handed starter really bad. Like I would like to see Blake Snell back. We'll see, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, but I, I want to see that like the fan side of me. I like Blake Snell, but then also like you need a, you need another bat in the outfield, at least one. So you could get a Jorge Soler, even though he's more like a DH or a Jock Peterson, right? Like you need a bat like that. Like adding a rental like that would be huge. So what what do you think? Like that's kind of where I'm at. Where I'm like, they need to make a couple moves. They need to figure out like what this team looks like. They need to add some power to the lineup because they just lost a lot of it. What do you think? I mean, it's got to be a mix of both, right? It's got to be a mix of getting the guys. Sorry, I'm watching the game. Um, it's got to be a mix of guys that you got from the Yankees um, in that Juan Soto trade. They got to be heavily involved in the pitching staff, whether it be the bullpen or not. Um, but it's also going to be rentals. Personally, I don't really know if I want to sign anyone to a long-term deal unless it's like Blake Snell or another nice starting pitcher. Cody Bellinger, I'm out. I don't think I'm I'm in on Cody Bellinger. I understand the interest in Cody Bellinger, considering the need for a lefty bat and an outfielder. It does make sense. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if this market is the one where you want to invest in a star player like that. A, because they're going to cost a lot, and B, because – is Cody Bellinger really the guy you want to invest in considering it's only been one season of, of, uh, of success in the past few years. So um, in my opinion, you got to do a mix of both. You got to get some rentals, some one, two, maybe three year deals, and you have to be able to sprinkle in some prospects in there and they have to, you have to somehow develop them and turn them into, into valuable players because I mean, the way we're going right now, continuously spending and not having any sort of young, young, um young stars or young producers it's led us to this to this point right it's led us to this point where we're saying shoot man we kind of have to reset ourselves or we might not be able to spend that much money this year and it's mostly because you don't have anyone that's really producing you that's very young for you that's very young that's why guys like jackson merrill come in in the future dylan lesko ethan salas you need these guys to hit so i mean I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm all in in 2024. 2023 was the year. So, you know, I will say I don't know if I'm all in on this year because I just don't think it's realistic to envision the pottery spending a lot of money and and winning. I just don't see it. I really don't. And I hate to say that, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, not punting on 2024. Make the signings. At least try and compete. But if they don't compete, I won't be mad. Yeah, I think that's true. And then Steve asked this question a little earlier. Thank you, by the way, for the, the super chat. But conflicting reports about how much they have to spend, 20 or $30 million. Well, that was like early on in the offseason, uh, before the Soto trade, before obviously Grisham got traded. Right now, and this is on Spot Track, they're projected to have $146 million of their current payroll. But that's like with arbitration and stuff like that, right? So I would say like minimum 30, right? Based on like you're saying, it's it's usually like I've heard like I've seen like 175 to 200. It's around 30, 30, 30 to 40, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, I think I think that's kind of where it's at. Um, I see some I see some stuff here though. I think so, see some different guys. Um, Devin, I actually gave uh, I actually gave Isaac and Chase a list of, of what we should do the off season wish list, and it was full of Eric Lauer. Who is it? Who's I, I give you only Padres, Travis Jankowski. Um, oh, Zach Davies. It was, it was a joke. It was definitely it was a, a bunch joke, of Padres. Yes. That are like washed now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got one here. Uh, I know he's not a lefty, but CJ Crone won't break the bank and you go out and still get lefty. I mean, CJ Crone is interesting. He's supposed to get like a $5 million deal. Like he's not supposed to get a big contract. Um, he's kind of old though. It's kind of scary to like what has not worked for the Padres. Uh, I was looking though at, at, at kind of free agents and stuff. Isaac, you said you want to bring back some free agents. You want to have some prospects start. Who, who do you think is like, who's like, who are you looking at? Cause you, I feel like you have to sign a starter, right? 
a, a pitcher? Yeah, you have to. You have to get at least one. I mean, your rotation is what? Musgrove, Darvish. That's a bunch of righties, no? Yeah, so you need a lefty starter, like really, really bad. I don't know who they're going to be looking at. Hopefully it's not someone like Rich Hill. Um, but, yeah, I don't know who they're going to be looking at, man. I Like, off the top of my head, I can't give you any names because I literally don't know how much money they have to spend. We're all just assuming... Oh, they might have 20, they might have 40, they might have a little more. I don't know. So I can't give you like a – because if we have like, what, 30 to spend and we go drop it all on Blake Snell, then, yeah, we're a little screwed. We're, we're fucked. Um, but, I mean, you have to – I think you might have to go to the trade market, whether it be for bats or for a left-hander. Um, obviously, Max Kepler's kind of been popping up lately, so is Jorge Polanco. Um, Rosarena has been popping up. You're gonna have to go to the trade market if you want to get a good bat. I think personally, if you want to get an outfielder, you go to the trade market. I mean, Kepler is an outfielder. Um, then you'll actually have three outfielders if you get Kepler. Not that Azokar is a starting outfielder, but I mean, in the time being, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean, prospect wise, ideally, Jackson Merrill's ready. You would have to hope Jackson Merrill's ready. Um, everyone talks about Jacob Marcy. I don't really know too much about him. We'll talk about him sometime soon. But uh, Alf Main brings up a good point. Marlins have a couple lefty pitchers. Luzardo seems to have become available. Um, yeah, man, the Padres need to look at the trade market, in my opinion. You also talked about the Marlins being a potential spot where you could trade like Cronenworth or Kim or something like that to get the lefty starter, um, which – the problem is that Cronworth doesn't seem to have much value because <laughs> they played him at first base. But uh, I see a couple other names. I mean, like if you look, okay, if you look for agent wise, basically if you're not getting someone that's terrible, it's Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. Those are who you have. That's it. And then you're going to have to spend like 25 plus mil on probably either of them a year for like a five or six year deal. So it's like, you have to pay a lot to do that. So I don't know if they're going to do that. If not, the Marlins definitely make the most sense. And that's like kind of step one. Like that's something you have to do this off season. Then you look at the rest of the team. I don't think they're going to add another catcher. Like, Isaac, I know that you were like, I don't really see Higgy playing, but I think he's going to be the backup catcher. Then you look around, you go, okay, say Machado's DHing or playing first base to start the year or whatever. Like, okay, we need one of a first base or a DH. If you're not going to trade some of them, so it's like, okay, you need one power bat there. You could, I mean, you could just go cheap, but you got to get someone that can at least hit 20 bombs at first base. And you can find guys like that that aren't expensive. CJ Crone is an interesting name. Uh, you brought up Jackson Merrill to play the corner outfield. Or he could play first base, I guess. That's kind of weird. I mean, that's the same thing we just did before. So I don't really want to see that. If Tatis can play center and you have Jackson Merrill in one outfield spot, you could sign Jock or Jorge Soler. And your team looks a lot better that way. But is that is there enough money to do that? Sign, let's say, Garrett Cooper or CJ Crone to first base for a couple million. Sign a sign or trade for like a decent starter, like a lefty starter, get jock or whoever for 15 mil. I mean, it's only adding like 20 mil or so 20, 30 mil. That's like about where that is. So I guess you can do that. That's kind of like what I'm, what I'm thinking of like where they're at. Like you can add like stuff for cheap, but you still need to add impact bats. Like you have, you can't just go into the season and be like, oh, we're not going to replace Juan Soto. That's what I'm afraid is going to happen. Or we're, I mean, and you're, you're going to do it with a starting rotation. Like you're gonna do it. Uh so that's what I feel like trying to trying to look up, back up at some of these comments here. <laughs> Not even gonna buy MLB the show this season. <laughs> uh yeah. Lizardo, yes, might have to give up Merrill. I feel I don't think it would be that much. No, I don't think it would be that much either. That's I mean, that's a top ten prospect in baseball. Is Lizardo really worth a top ten prospect in baseball? I guess we have to see. Yeah, I don't really know what his value is, but that's that's a lot to give up. Yeah, that's some bull crap, man. The Dodgers really set the market. <sighs> Blake Snell's gonna get so much money. Is is it is it really unreasonable to think like five for one fifty, five for one sixty five? I mean, that sounds realistic to me. I think so too. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, I feel like 
overall for the situation they're at. Like there is pitching coming up. Is there any, I gotta check the, their prospect list. There's no one that's a lefty that's ready though. Right. In our system. Yeah. No. Right. No, I don't think so. Everyone's like everyone's real ETA is twenty five pitching wise. Like Snelling, Snelling says twenty six. Yeah, so I mean, rushing and he was the best. He's probably the best option. Yes, rushing any of them is not a good idea. Who else? Julio uh, Irarte. He he um, Iro. He uh he was really good last year. Did he pitch what up to Double A? I think so. That's the thing. Like he's. He's only pitched 13 games and only started seven games in double A. It still feels like you're pushing him up pretty quick. None of them are ready. That's how I feel, too. That's yeah. the part that's scary. Like, oh, None of them are ready, bro. It, it's it's completely reasonable to say none of them are ready. And if they – I mean, let's say they do push him up. I'm still watching this game. Let's say they <laughs> – Let's say they push them up, right? Let's say they do end up coming up and supposedly being ready. It's just another prospect that you're that you're pushing way too fast, and that's usually what has led to the Padres' failures lately, right? I think they also trade a lot of them. So oh, I think it's yeah, hard. For sure, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Any news on Yamamoto? It just seems like he's going to get around three hundred. <laughs> yeah, um, he requested a meeting, a, a second meeting with the Yankees and another one supposedly with the Mets. So, hey, I mean, you're looking at maybe an East Coast uh, signing for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Mets were kind of – the Mets didn't really go after Otani, so it seems like they're all over, they're all in on Yamamoto. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. What else? Okay, here we go. We got a wish list right here. Rosario and CJ Crone, lefty, righty. Which Rosario? Eddie. Eddie? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's way to be cheap. I mean, Probably yeah. If you want to be cheap. Yeah, if you want to be cheap, that's the way to go. Um, it's not a winning move, though. Yeah, this is very true, too. And I think this is why I'm I'm on the, the, the path of, like, hey, let's be patient. But then we're also only talking about next season. I mean, if we're talking yeah. about, like, the overall organization, it's like, well, one, we got to see what happens with the ownership. That's the probably the most concerning thing of everything that's happened. But also, like, are they just going to be stuck with these contracts, not really able to make any moves? Yeah. Because right now we're talking about Manny and Bogarts, and yes, they're coming off bad years. We're talking about them in their, their prime years. Five years from now, if it's like, yeah, we can't really do many, make many moves, it's going to be like, dude, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What happened, man? So... Yeah, I think for this year though, I think this makes sense, right? Like, you kind of got to wait a little bit. It's just hard because there's no fifties or trade. You have to trade. I I think you have to go to the trade market, and it sucks because you traded so many of your prospects. But yeah, you're gonna have to go to the trade market. Um, I mean, one or two signings and then a trade or two. I think that'll work if you want to compete. Do you think they should compete? Oh, Max Kepler. I like Max Kepler. I like Kepler. Yeah, he's he's solid. I don't I'm, know. I mean, I'm kind of torn, man. I don't want to waste another year of Manny and Xander. They're only going to get older, but I don't really know if this feels like a year that they should be trying to um, go all in because, let, I mean, they can reset the luxury. I, I'm not saying they have to, you know, be top spenders in order to go and win. I'm not saying that. They don't have to be top spenders, but it doesn't feel like a year where you go and spend a lot of money on players and you go try and win a World Series. It just doesn't feel like that. I don't I don't really see it in, in the Padres' 2024, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Max Kepler is – I mean, I think he's really intriguing, but, I mean, look at his numbers. They're not – they're very, they're not that great. Like his career numbers. They're not. No, they're not. It's just he's cheap. He's like expected to be somewhat cheap. Yeah. Ten mil. So it's like yeah. It's, but would you rather just have so? Okay, here's my question. Would you rather have like Solera, Jock Peterson for a longer term contract and not have to give up prospects? Probably. I mean, yeah, most likely. Like uh, Kepler's like made... that's the thing. Like Kepler's okay, but it's like if you're paying those guys five mil more a year, it's like. You're signing them. They're going to without giving up without giving up a lot of prospect capital. Yeah. Um. um will you trade Merrill and Lesko for for Rosarena? Nah. 
Dude, I, we were talking about a Rosarena, but I don't know how. He gets hyped so much, and I don't think the numbers are justified. The numbers the are not is it, the hype is way higher than the numbers. Yes, for like him. Yes. So agree. it's hard, dude. Oh, Max Kepler was really good last year, but look at his numbers. No, last year he was awesome. Mm-hmm. But in 2022, he had, you know. 450 plate appearances and posted a 666 OPS. Mm-hmm. And in the two prior seasons, he didn't have an OPS at 800. He's had two OPSs over 800 in his career, and his career is nine seasons long. Yep. Really, really eight seasons. He didn't really play his first year. But that's the thing. Like, Peterson, Peterson is going to be a strict, a strict platoon. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. I like Solaire, bro. We talked about Solaire out lot last offseason. Isaac, I, did I tell you about this? If they sign Solaire and they sign uh, Josh Bell, who wasn't even that good last year, or Bellinger, because those were like the three guys we wanted, if they would have signed two of those instead of signing Xander Bogarts, they make the playoffs. Oh, most likely, right? yeah. It was a lot more home run production. Solaire had like 40. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I completely agree with you. Solaire makes sense. I mean, I don't know how good he is in the outfield. He'd probably DH a decent amount, but. Um, we need outfielders, man. We just need something. It, it. This is what I'm saying, man. There's way too much uncertainty for me to feel comfortable in, in saying like the Padres are going to compete. I just don't feel it. I don't see it in in 2024. I mean, maybe they'll squeak in. They'll squeak into the playoffs, and that's really all you need to do. That'd be great. I'd be super happy if they were able to. But is it unreasonable to say they're the third or fourth best team in their own division? I think they're third. I mean, you have to say third or fourth. Yeah, I, I can't say second. The Diamondbacks, I'd say, are probably better. I can't say – I can't for sure give them third. The Giants aren't that bad. They almost had the same production – or they almost had the same wins as us last year, and that was with us with Juan Soto and one of the top pitching staffs in baseball. So, no, I can't I can't say that the Padres are for sure better than the Giants. Yeah, I got uh... – See a lot of these. So I think like I think we have a good idea of what we think the Padres should do. Um, but Devin uh Devin is right. Here's what we're gonna end up with right here. A Mr. Joey Gallo. Isaac, you know it. That's true. That's true. That oh, we gotta be cheap. I know the guy. So so let me ask you this. What happens? What happens if uh Padres signed Joey Gallo and Profar? I'm down with Profar, by the way. I'm down with Profar. I don't Profar's really gonna get Batman. I don't really like Gallo. I mean, he's a great. So he was a great defender, but I don't really know, man. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I don't really know the moves the Padres could make where I could say, "Oh yeah, they're for sure a contender." I mean. They do. They don't have enough money to sign a big free agent. They don't have the prospect capital to make very big trades. So I don't know. Um, what do you think about Paxton or Ryu? Someone asked that. Where is it? I lost it. Here they are. Ryu is pretty um, good last year. Is he, is he on? Is he a free agent? He's not a free agent though. I don't know. To be honest, honestly, I think he is. He has no. He's on his. He's a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. Dude, actually, Ryu is pretty good. He's not bad. That's someone I could see them signing. That's a that's a good signing too. That's someone I could see signing. I mean, he wasn't good in twenty two, but last year he had a uh, run a three five ERA. He's a lefty. And that will do. That will play. That is that makes a lot of sense. Who's the other one? Paxton. Yeah, James Paxton. James Paxton, he's. I mean, I think they're. I think they're both free agents. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious! I'm looking up his numbers right now. His nickname is the Big Maple. That is that is crazy. <laughs> um, Paxton doesn't have good numbers that much recently. I don't know about Paxton. I'd be a lot more comfortable with Ryu. Isn't Paxton the right? No, he's. I think he's a lefty. Yeah. He's. Let's see. Yeah, he's a lefty. Lefty. So sure. Ryu is Ryu's a good move. I like Ryu. Paxton, Paxton, look at Paxton's last like five years. They're pretty bad. Um okay, this is a little 
look, I know we're not even really trying to be negative. We're saying don't, we're saying just wait, just be patient. But also to say that they had one down year, it would kind of be the other way. They've had one good year. Yes. In the last one nine. Good year, so that, yeah. And people will count the COVID year, but we've talked about this. No, if, if that wasn't they a no game season, yeah, they're not making the playoffs as that wasn't a 60 game season. So I would say they've had one good year. Yeah. And they've had two of, I mean, two of the most historically disappointing seasons in, in baseball, I would say. Uh, one of the biggest collapses in MLB history. And I would say the 2023 season was one of the biggest failures in MLB history, too. Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, I don't think I don't think that we're writing them off from the playoffs. I think we're we're saying the exact opposite. We're saying that it's it is a tough tough path to the playoffs, though. So I that's think they the can problem. squeak in. That's the thing is, I squeak in. And they're gonna. And the thing is, they will squeak in because of those guys. Yeah, that's that's. But the, the reason, yeah. but the reason they would only be squeaking in is because they've been mismanaged. That's that's the thing. Like they yeah. don't have the complimentary pieces. I. Mean, I, I I also don't know how okay this is why i want them to sign a pitcher or go after a good pitcher like ryu like that's a good cheaper option but like if you're gonna make the playoffs and this is maybe where you make a trade at the deadline right if you are if you're good next year but if you're gonna make the playoffs you have to have elite starting pitching like that's how you or just not even elite starting pitching elite pitching like that's how you win you hit home runs and you have elite pitching, especially you have superstars in your lineup and you have really good pitching. Like we saw, we saw that when the Padres had a playoff run, like they had good pitching, you know, game three against the Mets, Joe Musgrove goes out there and just absolutely balls out, has one of the best games, probably his best game all season. Like, so it's like, you got to have those performances. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not, and the bullpen was lights out. Yeah, and I'm not confident that this is a rotation as good as last year's, so or even 2022. So I'm not. Again, I'm not writing them off and saying this isn't, uh, you know, a good team or anything like that. Yes, I understand. Bogarts is probably going to be good. Tatis is probably going to be good. Machado is probably going to be good. Probably even Haseon Kim and Jake Cronenworth as well. Who knows? But to say like, you know, this is going to be a team that's a lock to make the playoffs and a lock to you know, do much in the playoffs, even if they do make it there. The current state of the Padres gives me no confidence that there will be anything more than 85 win team. And we all know in baseball, just because you have stars, doesn't mean you're going to win 90 plus games. Like just because you have Manny, Xander and Fernando doesn't mean anything. Fernando hit 40, what, 42 bombs in 2021. And they won 79 games. Machado posted a four war season. Jay Cronenworth posted a four-war season. Musgrove had a really good year. Snell had a pretty solid end of the year. And they still only won 79 games. So that doesn't guarantee you a spot in the playoffs. Um, now, the thing with 2021 was that... Wait, 79? No Are you talking about last year? No, no, 2021. Oh, oh, oh okay. I was like, I don't think they won. No, they won 84 last year, I think it was, or 83, 82, something like that. Yeah, it was like just barely over 500. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, man. I I, I think they can squeak in. That's the most I'll say. I like this idea. Like, do a little bit, and then wait to the deadline to see if you can actually make a push. Because – Dude, if you have like 15 mil to add that you can that you feel like you can add the deadline, keep in mind like when you're getting contracts, you're getting guys like part of their contract. You're not eating their whole deal. Yeah. So you could add some pretty legit like hot players in the league if that happens too. Yeah. And I think that's what this kind of has to be this year, is where it's like an in-between year. We're not gonna push all in because that's just kind of dumb. But we're also not just gonna like you can't you just can't sell. Like you got three dudes. Like I think that aspect of the argument of like being negative is, is accurate because it's like you have three dudes that you want in your lineup. Well, two. We'll see with Bogarts, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be yeah. But like, I don't know. Obviously, Tatis is here to stay. You put Tatis in center and he can play center, you're gonna get you're gonna probably get like Mike Trout level numbers, which would be insane. Um, like there's a there's definitely a path for it. But it's really going to come down to pitching. They still need more pitching depth. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they do. They got, like, none. 
I mean, keep in mind, Michael King's elbow is damn near fried. Um, it's not fried. I'm exaggerating. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel confident in the pitching staff. I honestly hated that Juan Soto trade. Don't get me wrong. I understood the trade. But are these guys even starters? Like, are we even sure they're going to fill out our rotation? Are we even sure they're going to make it any good? We don't know. Legit. No, and like, that's why people were like, oh, the Potters did so good. It's like, dude, he's still probably going to resound with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about this? JDS. I don't think we're putting any faith in him. <laughs> I think we're saying that he sucks, and we're disappointed in how this offseason is going so far because – they traded one of the top hitters in baseball. They lost out on Young Hu Lee, which I understand not signing him. That's a lot of money to give to him. That was kind of stupid by the Giants. Your rival signed the best player in baseball. Um, things aren't going good. <laughs> things are not going good. Um, and I don't know what to expect for the future either. No, I'm with you. Uh, Isaac, do you have any um, do you have any other Padres things you want to discuss? You want to talk about the NFL for a little bit? All right. So I see people talking about the Niners. I saw people talking about fantasy. Well, Isaac, you talked about fantasy before. I'm, I got something to let everyone know. So Chase isn't here today. And my theory is that Chase isn't here today because he's just – he's hurt deep down in the heart because my fantasy team is playing Chase's fantasy team in the playoffs and – well, I had James Cook. I had James Cook for his probably will be his best game of his career. Uh, so very happy about that. But that's why Chase isn't here. He'll be he'll, we're gonna record some episodes later this week. But uh, Chargers suck. Yeah, Isaac, how you how you feeling, dude? I think you're feeling better, right? I want to hear what you think about the Chargers. I want and then I'll say some stuff about the Niners, and then we'll see if anyone has any other questions. I feel great. The next best thing would be Dean Spanos not being an owner anymore and the Spanos family being completely disassociated with the Chargers. That would be the next best thing because I think as long as they're there, the Chargers will rot and I hate them and they're the worst, some of the worst owners in sports. Um, but the right step, the right moves were made. Firing Tom Telesco, firing Brandon Staley. Those were, that was amazing. First off, you already wasted, what was it? Uh, three, one, two, yeah, three years now of Justin Herbert because you hired an idiot in Brandon Staley. You wasted, so there's another guy. Uh, I'm surprised he wasn't talking about getting fired until it actually happened. I've been on the fire Tom Telesco train for about two or three years now. Um, anyway, Tom Telesco got fired because he wasted, let me see, 2013, 10 combined years of Philip Rivers and Justin Herbert. Only one time did they make the playoffs. Twice, I'm sorry, did they make the playoffs with Phillip Rivers. Neither of them. They didn't even get to an AFC championship. They got blown out by the Patriots once, and they lost by like a touchdown to the Broncos. The Ravens, I thought, right? Uh, they beat the Ravens in 2018. They mm. beat them in the first round. They lost to the Broncos in 2013. Um, Ten years wasted of some damn good quarterback play. Um. So, I mean, rest in piss. I don't care. <laughs> I'm very happy that Tom Telesco is gone because I think he got a lot of praise for – he got way too much praise for nailing first-round picks. Well, let's look at his history of first-round picks. Who else was he going to draft? Was was he not going to take Derwin James? Was he not going to take Rashawn Slater? Was he not going to take Justin Herbert? He took all the guys that were like shoe-ins. Like, and let's look at the guys that weren't shoe-ins. Zion Johnson sucks. Quinton Johnston sucks. DJ Fluker sucked. All the guys that like aren't, oh, no brainers, they sucked. He's not a great evaluator in no way, shape, or form has he been a great evaluator. He's hit on one third round pick. Keenan Allen, congrats. Best receiver maybe in Chargers history. What about anyone else? You traded up for Kenneth Murray. He sucks. There's so much wrong. Asante Samuel Jr., solid corner. He's a solid corner. But dude is the worst open field tackler I've ever seen in my life. He's literally only valuable if, if it's a pass play. So all the guys that you've gotten, they all suck. 
except for the guys that were no-brainers to draft. So he should have been fired long ago, in my humble opinion. Um, he's had some good signings. Casey Hayward, solid signing. Brandon Meebane, solid signing. Russell Okung at one point, solid signing. Um, I mean, if you want to say Melvin Gordon was a good first-round pick, go for it. I don't think it was. I think he was okay. I mean, Todd Gurley is way but was way better of a first-round pick. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm super happy Brandon Staley's gone, and I can't wait to see what idiot they hire next. It's not going to be Bill Belichick. I doubt it'll be John or Jim Harbaugh. You know what they're going to do, right? They're going to get another rookie head coach, and they're going to waste even more of Justin Herbert's prime because that is what the Dean, what the Spanos family does best. They waste careers. They've wasted Philip in my lifetime alone. They have wasted Philip Rivers. They have wasted Ladanian Tomlinson. They have wasted Antonio Gates. Great years from Vincent Jackson. They pissed off the best safety that you had at the time, Eric Weddle. They they've just done everything wrong. They have done everything wrong. I mean, keep in mind, this Chargers team, I remember at one point in my life, had the number one ranked offense, number one ranked defense, and they still missed the playoffs. So any That's, possible that way. That is the best stat, dude. That is the crazy. funniest stat. Only the Chargers. So you really got to remember, like, this is a piss poor organization until those stupid idiots in the front office are gone. Yeah, meanwhile, for me, the Niners are looking pretty nice. <laughs> Uh, I've obviously Niners look good. Niners Ravens. I think it's the game of the game of the season. Isaac, what do you think? I think it, I think the winner of that game wins MVP. I think it'll be Purdy or Lamar. I would be, I don't think there's a, I, I think that it like should be like McCaffrey, Mike McCaffrey or Tyreek, yeah. but I it's not. This shouldn't be, this is the one year where it shouldn't be a quarterback award. I'm sorry. Tyreek Hill and CMC have been putting up game changing numbers. They deserve one of the, they deserve the MVP, man. I mean, CMC is still doing things that we've seen CMC do for a long time. That's equal to like Adrian Peterson. I feel like this is a, a good season, man. It's similar to like Adrian Peterson's MVP year. Maybe not similar because Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000 yards. But, I mean, this guy's been doing things that, I mean, I don't really know, man. He's he's amazing. And what quarterback has been doing outworldly, like Patrick Mahomes MVP type years, none of them? Brock Purdy's having a good year, but would you give it to Brock Purdy over CMC? I mean, Matt, I don't think you would. I mean, here's the thing. When we have when we're talking for MVP, right? I think Brock Purdy is is gonna win it. If I, I'm telling you, I think it's gonna be one of the quarterbacks. But if I picked someone, I would pick Tyreek. Yeah, me too. But me if too. we were gonna pick, if we we're gonna pick this, this is where it gets interesting. You gotta get let's say the Niners beat the Ravens. And so then, in theory, you're giving to the most important player on the Niners, right? They're the best team. That's like what the MVP is for, like in theory, right? Yeah, the best player. In, would I you mean, give it to Purdy? No. But would you give it to CMC? For being honest, like like for who's the most important? Now, obviously, this is this is extreme hypothetical. Right? I'm getting a little crazy here. But if you're gonna give it to anyone on the 49ers team, you give it to Trent Williams, bro. Oh, Did you see yeah, what happened yeah. to their team when they didn't have yeah, Trent no, Williams? He's, he's amazing. He's he's a Hall of Famer. When they didn't have Trent Williams, they lost three games. And okay, Debo was out too. Like no, like newsflash, it's not Debo, bro. It's it's no, Trent. No. They don't scheme up like I think we see this. They don't scheme up plays. Like they scheme up plays for Trent. Like this, the play is like, all right, Trent, you're gonna get in front of guys. That's the, that's how they're scheming it up. It's He's crazy. In, so, yeah. like, that would be the most fun. Obviously, they're not ever going to give it down. No, no lineman will ever get that award. But, but that's why I think Tyreek should have. If Tyreek, but if Tyreek didn't miss this week, he would have such a better case. He like, would, if he was going to yeah. be able to break two thousand yards, because he called it this off season too. And, he I said, mean, "I'm going to break two thousand yards." Yeah, yeah, and and he probably still is. But I mean, honestly, CMC hasn't missed any games. That's honestly probably why I'd give it to CMC. Hasn't missed any games. Has scored touchdowns on touchdowns on touchdowns. And um, I mean, sure, you can say Lamar and Purdy, but in my opinion, they're not having seasons where I'm like, wow, this guy is a shoe in for MVP. Like, you look at the last few years, who won it last year? Mahomes? Mahomes, he deserved it, right? Um, 2018, it was Mahomes. 2019, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head who won all these awards, but 
there's not a quarterback this year where I'm saying that's a for sure MVP or that's a for sure MVP candidate. Um, like, don't get me wrong, Purdy and Lamar, yes, they're MVP candidates, but or Dak even at one point was probably the top candidate before this past weekend or this past yesterday. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry, man. It's so easy for me to say that it should be one of Tyreek or CMC. Yeah, the problem with Lamar is that Lamar's numbers just aren't good. Like Purdy's numbers are outrageous, right? He has he has I don't know what that noise was. He has 31 total touchdowns. Um and seven picks, and he hasn't lost a fumble. He has like 3,700 yeah. yards or something. Yeah. Lamar only, ha- I don't, I don't, I think Lamar has 10 rushing touchdowns, but he only has 17 passing touchdowns. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, obviously, he's a huge reason, like the biggest reason why the Ravens are so good. Well, even the year Lamar won MVP, right? Are we going to compare this year to that? That year was outrageous. This, this is, this does not compare. Like, right now, he has half as many touchdowns. Yeah. Less so, I don't, I don't really see a reason for Lamar to win it over position players like CMC or Tyreek because let's be real here. I mean, yes, the Dolphins look good this past without Tyreek. Don't get me wrong. It was against the Jets. But, I mean, the 49ers, CMC to me, other than Trent Williams, you're right about Trent Williams. CMC has been the backbone, man. CMC, I think ever, ever since last year, this the Niners have like almost never lost a game while CMC has been on the field. So I would say he's their most valuable player. And I would say he is the most valuable player in football. You were talking about comparing him to like AP or someone. So right now he has almost just under 1,300 rushing yards, 13 rushing touchdowns, right? In the air, he has 500 receiving yards and seven touchdowns. So he has 20 touchdowns and almost 18. He has 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns right now. He's probably going to finish the season with 2,000 plus yards. He's 100% going to finish it with over 2,000 yards. And how many touchdowns does he have right now? 20. (laughs) You're telling me that's not, that's a fucking MVP, bro. (laughs) MVP. It's ridiculous. Did you see that Purdy said he should be? Yes, and he's right. I saw that. I completely agree with him. I couldn't agree more. When I think of MVP off the top of my head, that is the first person that comes to mind. It would be kind of great after like everyone was like, oh, CMC's not that good after he had that crazy year where they're like, he's injury prone. It's like, dude, he, they shut him down because they're the Panthers and they suck, man. Like He was going to come back both those years. But yeah. this year no, he's been right. up. He's still playing through it. Uh Arthur Smith is getting fired. Dude, they said he's not getting fired. And it just aggravates me so much because I want everyone to see how great of a player Bijan Robinson is. And they, like, don't use him the right way. Like, let alone they don't use him enough, but they don't use him the right way also. Like, they can do so much more with Bijan. Bijan should be the probably the main running back that we see outside of McCaffrey that we see on our TV making highlights every week. Like, that's what we should see. So... I don't know, man. That's kind of where I'm at, but I'm not convinced that the Chargers will hire a veteran coach. Probably not. Let's be real, right? The Falcons can't say anything else. They can't for sure give us a for sure answer, but he's getting fired. I am 100% convinced he's getting fired. I mean, because come on, bro. You draft Drake London, you draft Kyle Pitts, you draft Bijan Robinson. And you still give the ball to Johnny Smith and Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson. What the hell did they even use those first round picks on them for? They should have just used them on defense then if you weren't going to use your best offensive weapons. So I think he's gone. Who's you guys' rookie of the year? Puka. Puka Nakua. Okay, Puka for sure. Well, you got to pick him in each conference, right? I don't know who in the AFC would be mine. Defense is. Who's defense? Some people said Jalen Carr. Let me see. Let me see the. Let me see the awards real quick. Yeah, look up the odds for because I don't know who would win it on offense in the AFC. MVP. This is never mind. This is just the Eagles are making me so mad, bro. Because I understand Jalen is sick, but they just keep running the ball, and it's making me really mad. Okay, this is not that accurate, but let's okay. Let's see. MVP, not MVP. Rookie of the year. Oh, CJ Stroud's gonna make it. He's oh, 100%. Max, yeah, he should win it. 
He'll win it, then Puka should be second. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison has a case. He has 10 touchdowns. Mm, defense? Well, I think you... Yeah, defensive rookie there. Yeah, it's Jalen Carter. Why, why is Jalen Carter so high? He gets a lot of praise. He's been getting a ton of praise. I guess it's like Will Anderson. Let me see Jalen Carter's stats. Like, I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's really I just didn't know he was like running away with it like that. I mean, he has four sacks. He's obviously an interior guy, not like that. But Will Anderson, I mean, Will Anderson should have better stats. Let's let's see what Will Anderson's up to. Five sacks. Bro, yeah. Like they just ran it on third and six. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, CJ Stroud's definitely gonna win it. Uh, Zay Flowers was sick. I think that's who it is. I mean, dude, do you know that the the early season odds for rookie of the year was like Bijan was like minus something. Oh, he yeah. yeah. Everyone thought he it was, was like, like it was like viewed as almost like a lock. Yeah, it was almost a lock. Pretty crazy. People didn't realize he played for the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So I don't really have anything else to say. I'm gonna try just relax and watching. I I can't relax watching this game. It's pissing me off. Um, but. I'm going to go ahead and just go eat and watch some football, guys. I mean, Matt, if you have anything else to say. I, I don't got much. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we went like for a long time for you guys. 50 minutes is it's kind of a long time. So, <laughs> I mean, with that being said, I'm done. I don't want to talk about the Padres. It makes my blood boil a little bit at times, unless they do something good. So, um <laughs> I we'll enjoy talk, we'll this week, too. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be more videos, but. I mean, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you have anyone playing in fantasy like I do, I hope you win. It's not looking too good for me right now. I'm very frustrated. Um, <laughs> I hope you win, and I hope you have a great rest of your night and a great rest of your week. All right, guys. We'll see you all soon. Have a good night.